Welcome back to The Outright Effect, a podcast in which unique perspectives challenge us to be better versions of ourselves. We're two ambitious women who talk about how we like to stretch our creativity and work on self-growth to become better people. I'm Shelly. And I'm Tempsey. And um, some of you may have noticed that we haven't released an episode in November. Um, It's late November. We kind of skipped a week there. Um, there's just been a lot going on with the both of us and we haven't been able to record for about a month now. Um, in case you were wondering, we do record episodes typically in advance. So yeah, it's been, it's been a little bit since we've last recorded. So we thought that we would take this episode as an opportunity to catch up with you guys and let you guys know what we've been up to. Um, obviously, like I mentioned, lots of stuff going on, um, but also some new things that we've been getting into, like shows and books and all that kind of stuff. So we thought that this would be a great episode to kind of sit down and chat with you guys um, and kind of get your input and feedback on some things, too, that we're planning uh, for the future of this podcast. Yes. So, Tempsey, what have you been up to? Oh, man, I've been up to a lot. (laughs) Um, My husband and I decided over almost a year now ago to move our family back to Las Vegas. So my husband and I met in Las Vegas. We worked together. That's how we met. And um, we started dating and we actually got married in Hawaii after we moved to Hawaii because he's born and raised in Hawaii. Um, But you know, with everything going on with COVID these days and working from home, we are both working from home. So it just seemed like a good opportunity. You know, if this was the best, if this, there was a best time to move, this might be um, just because we could both work from home and, you know, have a, a lower cost of living. I mean, Las Vegas is a much cheaper place to live. It's a place that we're both familiar with. Um, we're still very close to family. My mother, Uh, lives in California and my dad lives in Washington and a lot of my family lives in Oregon. So just a lot of opportunity to still see family, but it was a really hard decision to make. Like it was very bittersweet. Of course, now, you know, I'm away from Shelly and (laughs) luckily, you know, we were recording remotely for a while anyway, uh, just because, you know, social, social distancing measures. But um, now we are physically like, apart and we can't even meet up if we wanted to unless one of us travels. So, you know, that's hard, you know, living in Hawaii for seven years, you build a community, you build a sense of, you know, this is my home now. And it was emotional for me leaving Hawaii when it, especially the last few weeks, um, it was tough because of course we're going to miss the beautiful paradise, miss the people, miss the Aloha spirit, Um, miss my husband's family. He has family in Hawaii. Like I said, he's born and raised there. So it was, it was a really tough decision to make, but at the end of the day, you know, we thought about our goals as a family and what we want to accomplish together. And this just seemed like the right thing to do at the right time. So we picked up everything. Um, not everything, actually. We only we packed seven suitcases, all overweight, and we just paid extra for them. Um, the uh, the Honolulu airport was completely empty. So, you know, we just gave a really good tip and they helped us out and didn't over like overcharge us for the bags that are heavy. They just charge us for the extra bags. So, but it was a lot, you know, you have a three-year-old with you and you and your husband are just trying to keep it together and get over here and stay safe. 
right? Because there is still a pandemic happening and my husband has asthma and we just wanted to make sure that we're all staying as safe as possible. But Hawaiian Airlines had a lot of precautions in place. Um, the middle seat was empty, so it actually worked out really well. So my son could kind of play around and rest and he took a nap on the plane. So, you know, I say all of this because it was a lot for us. It was, a, again, a very bittersweet you know, situation and we will 100% miss Hawaii, but luckily I'll be able to come back for work a couple times a year and, and my family will be able to come with me and, you know, we'll be able to visit and hopefully Shelly can come visit us here and she can stay with us and we can just have a grand old time and maybe bank some episodes <laughs> for you folks. <laughs> but I, you so know, funny. We just wanted to let you guys know that I'm actually living in Las Vegas now, but it's not going to get in the way of what we're doing here at the Outright Effect and and the path that we're on. And so we took a little bit of a break uh, in recording. And so that's why, you know, you haven't seen an episode in November just yet. And hopefully this will be the first one and we'll kind of go from there. Yeah. So, hey, I was curious, like how many people are on the plane with you? That's a good question. It was actually a full plane save for the middle seats. All the middle seats were empty, right? So another thing I noticed on the plane was that they had this like, I don't know what it was because I didn't look it up ahead of time, but there's this like smoky, cool, smoky exhaust type of stuff coming out of the vents, probably to help, you know, suppress any germs from going or sanitize somehow. I feel like I've seen it before though. Like, I don't think it's like right now, like I've seen oh. stuff coming out of the vents before, like on, you know, flights last year and prior. Maybe I, guess I don't know if it's like a, maybe I just didn't, maybe you it. just noticed yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Cause the COVID, right? Like, Oh, what's this stuff coming out? Maybe you're right. I don't know. I, yeah. I've definitely seen it before. And I noticed it when it was like, I think it was either like a hot or a cold day. Like, you know, like I think it had something to do with that. Almost like, you know, when you're breathing, like when you're breathing and it's like snowing outside. Yeah. I mean, I've never been outside in the snow, but you know, <laughs> I've seen my breath outside before. Yeah. That's that's what it <laughs> so was. So I don't know if it was that kind of thing. Um, but no, I, I've seen it before. So I I was just wondering because I mean, hopefully, as as you know, and probably some of our listeners know. I used to travel a lot, right? Yeah. So literally at this point, I haven't gone anywhere in like a little over a year and it's very weird. Like I'm like, am I going to remember what to do when I get to the TSA <laughs> checkpoint? I'm sure <laughs> it's like riding a bicycle. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, theoretically, I'm supposed to be going on a trip in the middle of next year because, you know, that trip got canceled this year. Right. It was the Olympics. Mm -hmm. And the the Olympics is rescheduled for next year. So theoretically, if all's well, like I'm supposed to be going somewhere next year. But yeah, haven't, you know, gotten on a plane or anything this whole year. So I'm like, what is that like, especially with all this stuff going on today? Um, I mean, I'm glad to hear that airports are not as busy. <laughs> <laughs> um, there, The airport's probably not glad that, you know, it's well, so empty there, right? Like, well, in all honesty, the airport was dead because it was the day before Hawaii lifted the 14-day quarantine for travel. Oh, yep. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it was completely empty, but we picked that date because the next day, it, you know, international travelers could it's come. Be yeah, right? yeah, folks mm -hmm. from the mainland could come. And because my husband has asthma, we wanted to make sure we were being as safe as possible. And so right. we got very lucky with those tickets too because a week 
the week we bought it, it was like super cheap, 300 something dollars per person for one way ticket. And the very next week when that was finalized that they were going to open up, you know, uh, uh, travel without the, yeah, yeah, open up tourism without the quarantine. Um, as long as you had a negative COVID test within the three days before you came or whatever, um, that very next week they jumped up to a thousand dollars. What it's so, that's so interesting because right now I was getting, um, advertisements from airlines because, you know, like I said, I used to travel a lot and literally round trip tickets are under $300 to certain places. I'm like, what? I'm pretty sure there have been some adjustments made since that happened, (laughs) but it was crazy. So we, we got very lucky and, um, but it was very different, you know, very different to travel. I think now that that quarantine has been lifted, um, as long as you have the test ahead of time from one of their, you know, approved vendors, then it's, it's going to be a lot busier. So, I mean, it is, it is a lot busier. You can actually tell when you go places now because yeah, I forget where we went to the store somewhere, but we're, Oh, we went to the mall. We went to all Moana and we couldn't find parking. I was like, what? But then I was really confused because we went to go buy food and there was nobody like in the food court. And I was like, why are all the cars here? Like, where are all the people? <laughs> I don't, I don't understand. But yeah, I, I am still waiting to travel. I'm not in a rush is what I'm yeah. saying. Like I'll wait, whatever, you know, hopefully it's good by next year. Yeah. But Just, you know, I probably will still be wearing a mask on the plane or whatever, like, you know, that kind whatever, of stuff. Yeah. whatever makes you feel the safest and you know, Mm-hmm. most comfortable. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. that's what matters. So, yeah. But yeah. So there's just been a lot going on on my end. And so, um, you know, we're, we're pretty settled in as much as we can be at this point, we've been here for a few weeks and, you know, the most important thing was making sure that the office area was set up so that I could start working when I got back. And, um, so that was really important. And of course, having somewhere to sleep. So there was a lot of you know, um, coordination that was happening and a lot of things that were going on. So taking a break from recording was very helpful, even though we continue to plan for, you know, what's in the future and things like that. But being able to edit and post episodes probably wasn't in the cards for me. (laughs) So it was good to take a little break. And I think that's important. You know, when you see things coming up in your future, um, in your near future that are going to be, you know, they're going to be heavy lifts and going to take a lot out of you it's important to, you know, kind of set things aside and, or reevaluate what's, what you really need to be working and what you don't. So, um, it's good to take a break from things that you can kind of, you know, they're not going to fall to the wayside if, if you kind of let get a break from them. What I noticed when I'm moving, uh, or when I moved is, you know, we've been doing obviously a, a lot of online ordering and things get here so fast, like the very <laughs> next day, sometimes even stuff from Hawaii gets here super fast. It's very impressive. And so I know that's probably like common sense and people are like, yeah, duh, you're not getting something shipped from the mainland to an Island. Sure. But still, it's still pretty impressive because I hear on podcasts and things that Amazon and target are like competing for getting things to people the fastest and things like that. And I'm like, Oh, okay. That's interesting. But to actually experience it is pretty cool. But what I notice is on the Amazon app, they give, also give you an option to kind of consolidate your purchase. So if you're buying several things, you can kind of save and help the environment by not getting it as fast as possible mm. from eight different places. Right. They'll consolidate it right. so that you can save, help save the environment. You get it in a group. Yeah. 
right? You get all your things at once. Like, yeah, that that's definitely what I would prefer. I actually get annoyed when I get like numerous packages and I don't have that option. And they put like one little thing in a huge box with like all this stuffing in it. I'm just like, why? Yeah. But um, on the flip side, you know, it's been weird in the past. I don't know why I was ordering stuff at the end of October, but I was. And stuff literally took like two weeks to get here. Like it would get stuck somewhere. And I was like, like somewhere random, <laughs> somewhere totally random. I totally like I fully d- did not understand like why it was taking so long, because usually when it says three to five days, it takes three to five days. But it exceeded that. I went to like two weeks. One of them was like uh, in my like UPS tracker, like the truck broke down, like it literally said like mechanical issues. <laughs> and then so it took an additional like three days to get here. I was like, oh, my wow. God. Like, can't you just put, put it on another truck? I don't oh know. Anyways, God. I'm sure there's other things that go on. There, but yeah, it was it, it was like the longest in the past couple of weeks. It's the longest I've ever like had to wait for like very simple items like like banana republic but <laughs> well i think it's because your christmas shopping is probably why you've been ordering a lot more lately because you've been doing your christmas shopping early right yeah yeah and and i'm i'm gonna guess that you know there are other things coming through the mail that was that took precedence over my online shopping orders <laughs> in the past couple of weeks anyway so i get it i'll wait whatever yeah, but a lot of people <laughs> a lot of retailers are doing their black friday early too Oh, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, they're taking it takes them extra time to like find your thing, put it in a box, send it out, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Prime day. Yeah. It, I was, I, I, right. I truly was jumping on a lot of the sales. So, I mean, I'm sure it was just a higher volume of orders coming through. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways. Yeah. I was just like, uh, where's my stuff? Did I get lost? I was getting worried. I was also ordering like there's a girl who I follow on instagram who's like a she does illustrations like cartoons Mm -hmm. and stuff like that and she makes like little planner sticker packs but she's in like canada i think it's toronto or something Mm. like that so like that took a long time too i'm like are they holding my stickers in customs (laughs) like it's just stickers they're (laughs) not links (laughs) (laughs) and things already take a long time to get to hawaii so that's tough but luckily you're not ordering things that are crucial to your life (laughs) No, yeah, no, it's not like, you know, grocery items or like, you know, prescriptions or something like that. Because people do like mail-in prescriptions. No, it was like random, you know, gifts for December and like stuff I I don't need, truly. But yeah. It's funny because when we got here, when we landed, my mom and her husband met us at the airport and helped us get situated. But they came here beforehand and they set up, they pulled, we had a bunch of packages sitting on our on our front door, like, you know, in our p- front porch area. And they, they were like, wow, you must live in a good neighborhood because <laughs> nobody, <laughs> they brought all of our packages in and actually started putting things together, like <laughs> chairs. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so it was very helpful. And they, um, because we had a lockbox with a key when, you know, because we were going to be here without it, like at night, um, they came in and like, furnished our living room or our kitchen with a bunch of snacks and she brought some cooking stuff from her house that that I think were mine from when I was like in culinary school or something and she brought a bunch of baking stuff things that they they just don't use she brought it all over Mm -hmm. and it it helped so much to have all of these like 
I mean, they weren't cooking items or cooking um, materials that I normally use, but I was able to make it work. Like we didn't have a toaster. So I was able to actually toast bread because she brought this like flat pan where I could toast bread on the the stovetop. So, you know, having them come and help with all of that, they surprised us with all that, picked up dinner for us immensely. I I seriously cannot thank them enough. So I actually ordered my mom something from Valley of Honolulu, just a little cute thing and sent it to her so to just to say thank you you know like that was a lot that they did for us and they watched Grayson for us while we were getting things situated we had to buy a car as soon as possible because we only had a rental car for a couple of days and we'd sold our other car in Hawaii it was a whirlwind Shelly (laughs) but anywho what happened right after we moved was obviously Halloween so I, it was interesting because I wasn't sure how we were going to handle Halloween. But luckily, we had met a couple of neighbors before then. And um, we kept completely socially distant, right? But we met a few neighbors, some great neighbors we have over here, which we're very thankful for because, of course, sense of community is really important, right? And um, our neighbor, they said, we're going to walk around, but we're going to be very cautious. You know, we're only going to walk around in the neighborhood. There's not that many kids in this neighborhood. It's, it's actually quite small of a development. And so we just walked around like kind of with them, but distant. And Grayson was able to kind of, I say this in quotes, trick or treat because he doesn't eat candy. So it didn't really make sense for us to take, but we just said hi to people and some people were handing them out with um tongs <laughs> you know mm-hmm, I was like oh that's considerate mm-hmm. and I've seen on the news they have people mm-hmm. like building these pvc pipes yeah. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. so that's cool but um we didn't have any of those but you know using tongs is very thoughtful we put stuff out on a table in our driveway so people could take while we were walking around but there was really only five families walking around as 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 far as we could tell, we saw a couple people leaving for parties. They were all dressed up. They left the neighborhood. So I was like, okay, bye. Cause we need as much space as possible to stay safe. <laughs> but then we got home. Cause you know, my son did get a couple pieces of candy and we turn around and he's already opened like a sucker, like a, what is that? Popsicle or lollipop. lollipop, not a popsicle, a lollipop <laughs> shows you how out of touch I am. Um, and he was already eating it. Like one of those little dum-dums, I think the little ones. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, I couldn't believe he had just snuck it open and just ate it. And that was like his only piece of candy. We're, I don't know if we're depriving him of some experience, but even though it wasn't, you know, a Halloween that we've typically known and grown up with, I think he still had a lot of fun. But I do know that there are some parents out there concerned about the fact that their kids just aren't going to get the same kind of Halloween as they did growing up. And they, you know, some of their kids are older, they have something to really compare it to, right? They've been through a Halloween in the past. Yeah, like they know they they're aware of what Halloween means to them. Um, I think, I think it's interesting. So I mean, I do know some people whose, you know, kids have asked the parents, right? Like, Oh, like, and this was earlier on, like, you know, September or something, right? Like, mom, what about Halloween? Blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, oh, like, well, you know, it's going to be different this year. Sorry, kind of thing, you know, because they know, like, some kind of letdown is coming Mm -hmm. up, right? But then I also, like, have some other friends who whose kids, I guess, are not super interested in Halloween, too. Like, they wore their costume for a day for a few (laughs) hours, and they're like, eh, done. Um. And so it's funny because I, I can't remember if I told you this before, but I've never passed out candy before, like in my oh, life. Oh, no, you haven't told me that like, before. Yeah. So it was, it was something that we were talking about um, when I was at work 
um, with some of my coworkers because, you know, I'm at a new job. So my coworkers and I don't know each other very well, right? It's only been a couple of months. And so I was telling them this story because they were asking about like, oh, like, I mean, nobody really had plans. Like not many people had had real plans for Halloween. But I did mention to them, like, I kind of wonder what trick or treat is trick-or-treating is going to be like this year I mean obviously not because I have kids because I don't but just in general like what is that like right and so I mentioned this story to them where like I've never given out candy in my life like from wherever I lived I mean basically I lived in the same house like growing up until I moved to where I am now but um yeah, it's because I think I'm, ma- I'm making a, a, an assumption here because I don't really know. I never asked anybody. But when I was growing up, you know, living in my parents' home, they live on a hill. Like, <laughs> who's going to walk up the hill? Like, they're like at the top of the hill. Like, who's going to walk up in their costume? Like, no parent wants to, like, drag their kid up there. Like, it's not worth it for some candy at that yeah. point, right? Like, they're almost at the end of the road. So, no, like, no kid has ever trick-or-treated at my parents' house before. Like, that was a new thing for my mom, too, because when you know my parents got married and she moved here Mm -hmm. right like she was used to passing out a ton of candy like her childhood home tons and tons and tons of trick-or-treaters they'd buy like like mass amounts of candy pass it out like all night long for like a few hours she came here she's like she prepared for like the same thing and nobody came (laughs) and so yeah I've never passed out candy then I moved you know got our like Chris and I got married we got our own place right I was like oh like you know, in the area that we live in, there's kids around, we see them outside. So the first year, we're like, there's probably going to be somebody coming, like, there's at least a few kids around here. Yeah, nobody came. I was like, well, this is crazy. This is just a theme. Like, I'm never going to pass out Halloween candy, like ever. (laughs) So yeah, I mean, but truthfully, like, I've never had a strong attachment to Halloween. Like, I kind of like, I'll say, I'll call it, I gave up on Halloween in around like fifth grade. Like, I felt like I'm too old for this already, mom. Like, stop making me, stop making me costumes. And so like, since then, I was like, you know, indifferent about it. Like, I didn't have like strong feelings or like, I didn't miss it or anything like that. But I know other people are super into it. And that's why I'm like, hmm. I'm like, what's going on? This no, I'm year, on the but, same page as you. I've, yeah. I've, my mom would always ask me, what do you want to be for Halloween? And she would make it for me. And it was great. But I just, I was very indecisive and I didn't know what I wanted. So it was almost like, never mind already. Like, I don't want to think of something that I'm going to mm-hmm. be. So I just, I didn't really care too much about it. And my husband's not too into it either. But the problem is these shows that kids watch on YouTube kids or, you know, even like PBS or, um, you know, Disney Plus, Amazon, wherever you find shows for kids, there's always a Halloween episode. And so my son, uh, they're showing off costumes and it's all fancy. And he's like, I want one and of those like songs to be careful of who's at the door. There could be zombies. Like, That's I'm funny. Just like there could be zombies. <laughs> but, but that got him really excited about Halloween. And we're not Halloween people. And he just could not stop talking about Halloween. And we're like, oh, no. Like, what do we raise an enthusiast of Halloween? What do we do now? Because we don't really care about Halloween. You know, but he just was Spider-Man and it was totally fine. That's another thing. Like when you're in Hawaii, it's so hot. You can't, all the costumes are made for cold weather because most places it's cold Mm -hmm. during that time of year. And sometimes in Hawaii, it's like, it's a little bit cooler, but not enough to be wearing like layers or long sleeves with a mask. Like long sleeves. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But anywho, 
yeah, no, it was still fun for him and, and he didn't have anything to compare it to. So it wasn't really a letdown in any, in any way, shape or form, but it was just very di different than what my husband and I have obviously experienced over the years. So it was, it was interesting, but I don't think this is going to be the norm. I don't think it's always going to be like this. They've already talked about a vaccine. I don't know how many people are going to be taking it. I'm guessing probably quite a few, but you know, I don't, I think there is hope for the future <laughs> and being able to be around. Or Halloween. <laughs> we'll just yeah. be able to be around people in general and, and still be safe, you know. So I don't think that's gonna be how Halloween is moving forward. But anywho, what have you been up to? Yeah, like for years to come. Um, I have actually been watching a lot of stuff online. I don't know why, but I literally like binge watch. <laughs> ridiculous amounts of Netflix I don't know um I didn't I didn't realize because I feel like you know for a while I was so I would say in high school and college and you know for some time thereafter I was really behind on shows like they're like really popular movies all my friends saw that for whatever reason I didn't I don't know if it was because like I had too many papers to write in college or like because I was also working you know and going to school at the same time so I just didn't have time to watch these movies but I'm like really catching up on it nowadays, <laughs> I would say. Um, and, you know, I, I had also heard about a lot of people, like a lot of friends mentioning all these like shows that they're watching on Netflix or movies or what have you. And, um, you know, I mean, I still hear about people talking about it today, but I didn't realize that like maybe my watching of Netflix has now exceeded others until like I was mentioning shows that I had watched and people are like, whoa, you're like watching everything. <laughs> I was like, I <laughs> um they're like whoa I haven't seen that yet oh I saw it but it's like on my list truthful I mean at the same time though you know I will I will say that I I mean I don't have kids so I do feel like maybe I have more time to be doing these things like right in in like our mid-30s right so um not only that but I I did start I started a book club with some friends who you know That's like good. reading so some of the things that I've watched, yeah, some of the things I watched on Netflix recently that I really liked is um, Next in Fashion. It's kind of like Project Runway, but like the upscale version of that. And I hadn't watched a show like that. Like I'm not really into watching those like competition mm -hmm. shows. I was for a while, like a few years ago where, you know, like Chopped <laughs> and all those cooking ones were like all the rage. Right. But then I stopped watching those competition shows. And um, so this was the first time that I had in a while. And I think that, um, you know, with the YouTube channel and like trying to get more inspiration for like types of videos I want to post and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, OK, I'm going to watch Next in Fashion. It was it was um, I mean, I thought it was really good. Like if some if anyone out there likes fashion in general or like, you know, you're crafty, you know, you like to make stuff. This might be a good um one to watch. Um, I also watched A Life on Our Planet, which I guess I don't know what to call it narrated by I mean, he's in it too. But this guy David Attenborough, um, I think he's from England. And he's been like a world traveler, like looking at a lot of nature, like that kind of stuff. And the thing that um, I took away from that is like how much like the world has changed within one person's lifetime. Cause I think this guy is like in his mid nineties talking about like back when I was 30, this is, you know, what I used to see nowadays. It's like this. And that to me was, you know, it's, I think it was, it, I wouldn't say it was like a wake up call, but it was like a different perspective. Right. Because obviously I haven't been alive for 90 years. Like this guy mm -hmm. has, you know? So, 
um, it, it was just interesting. I, I really do like watching um, shows where it talks about like the planet and all that kind of stuff. And just like things that kind of change things up. So, I mean, another thing that I watched recently was like, was Deaf U, which is a college that is primarily for like disabled mm. kids. And so, for example, um, this focuses on like their deaf community of students that go to this school. So, you know, all classes, everything is like sign, sign language, like American Sign Language. That's how they're like communicating with each other. Um, if anyone out there is interested in watching this and has kids, I would caution you to watch this without your kids around because there is some of these kids can talk. So it is a lot of mm -hmm. subtitle reading because a lot of the students are used to signing to communicate. But there are a couple of kids who can speak like, you know, lost their hearing later on in life. And so, you know, they talk normally like everybody mm -hmm. else, you know, um, and there is like graphic language and all that kind of stuff in there that comes out of their mouths. So, <laughs> I mean, it, it is interesting too, just to like sort of be exposed to, you know, like I don't know anyone who knows sign language. I don't know anyone who's deaf and like, what are their struggles? What is their community like? Um, and I think this is an interesting like snapshot of like college kids going through that. Um, I mean, there also is like a girl who's blind that I follow on YouTube. And like, that's kind of interesting too, just as, just to know about like, how do you, I mean, for example, one thing she talks about is like making tea and she has a device that she puts in her cup so that when she pours hot water into it, it tells her when to stop, you know, like I didn't know things wow. like that existed. Um, that sounds so anyways, really yeah, nice. it's just yeah. interesting things I find. Yeah. And, um, yeah, she talks about like different kinds of blindness. I mean, this is on YouTube, not Netflix. And she just, you know, talks about whatever topic she wants. But um, it's just it's just interesting to be like, what do you do in your day? But, you know, and how, do, how does that work for you? Because I know how it works for me. You know, I know how, how it is for people who, who I know who, like, are basically right. like me, right? But for other people who have different living situations, like, it's I, intriguing. I'm like, how does that work? But, um, yeah, it's intriguing. Like, I'm like, I wouldn't have known that this thing existed, so, you know, now I'm thinking if something were to happen to me, I, I know this <laughs> yeah. thing that I can get that can help me, you know? So anyways, um, something else, you know, talking about books and starting a book club. It's just a few of us who are in this book club. Not sure if anybody out there likes reading, but um, a couple of books that we've been reading recently. One is Lilac Girls. Ooh, I don't know who the author is, but it's interesting. I'm actually, today's November 11th. I'm still finishing up listening to it. I got it as an audiobook, but um, it's basically like stories of three different women in three different places back in like the 1940s. So they're in different countries and it's kind of like this. Well, okay. I'll just say when I first started reading it, I was just waiting for like, when are they all going to meet each other? You know, cause they're in like ones in New York, ones in like Germany, like, you know, mm -hmm. they're in like different places. Um, it's kind of like a, there are times within this book that it's a little bit hard to listen to because it does talk about some um, rough times people were going through mm -hmm. in other countries. And yeah, not, not in like, not necessarily poverty situations, but you know, right. they're prisoners, yeah. you know, like stuff like that. So that it, it was kind of like, whoa. Um, so, I mean, just beware. I didn't know that it was going to be like that until I started listening to it. And I was like, wait, I'm trying to like eat dinner and listen to this. And I have to turn this off. It's yeah. kind of gross for me right now. 
But um, I mean, another one that I'm reading, I'm actually reading this one, it's called Pachinko. I also can't remember the author. Sorry, I should have looked this up before we started recording. But um, Pachinko, I think, has won a bunch of awards. Um, I've, I definitely heard about it before, like heard about the title of the book and that kind of stuff, but didn't really know what it was about. It is about um, like a Korean family, also back in like the 1930s, 1940s time. So I think it's like, it's interesting kind of going back way back, way, way, way back, like 80 years ago, basically, right? And so, um, yeah, it's interesting to hear that story. I think the book is like, so far, you know, I've read the first several chapters. It's it's pretty interesting. Um, if you guys are interested in reading historical stuff, that's not like history driven, like it's not like facts, like if you're not in a class, you know, it's like, it's a, it's a good read. Yeah, yeah, it, it's just very interesting. And I think this book has a lot of like good lessons that will probably come out of it too, but still early on. Um, but yeah, anyways, that's, that's what cool. I've been doing, putting yeah, things into great. my brain, you know, a variety of things. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I want to be doing rather than putting furniture together. But what exciting thing <laughs> I forgot to tell you about is that our backdoor neighbor is a sushi chef and she's on furlough right what? now and he made us a sushi platter. He's going back to uh -huh. work next week. But he made us a beautiful sushi platter, and it was so good. I mean, he just handed it That's over cool. our backyard fence, and then I Venmoed him. Like, <laughs> yeah. hey, guys, you want some sushi? It was Tossed it over the fence. Good. I'll post on our stories about it so you guys can see, you know, my neighbor's skills, even though I'm living in Vegas now. That's cool. Yeah. And you it's know? kind of like, yeah. you know – kind of getting the cuisine from home i know sushi's everywhere but in hawaii sushi is obviously really good too right it's normal thing. so yeah mm -hmm. um yeah it, it was really cool to to have that backdoor neighbor being a sushi chef and just getting to know their family and they have a three-year-old little girl so they, my husband took great park with them oh, and um, yeah. they stayed, you know distant and stuff but uh you know, at least Grayson got to play with a little kid and stuff. So that was cool. Yeah, that's good. I mean, I'm kind of like, can I have a neighbor that's a sushi chef? Honestly, I don't know my neighbors very well. They Maybe there is one <laughs> next maybe. door that I don't know about. But neighbors that we yeah. were walking around with for <laughs> Halloween. Um, the wife is a, I don't know, she's a, she's a DA. And so the husband was like, yeah, if you ever need help with a speeding ticket, just let us know. And I was like, oh my God, maybe we'll just be super safe. <laughs> no worries. Let's not, let's not get it, let right. it get there. Yeah, right. So a lot of fun and interesting stuff happening, you know, in this move, but all in all, it went really well. So, but it's cool to catch up. That's I'm glad good. to hear, you know, some of the things that you're doing. It's really, you know, you say you have a little more free time than somebody who has maybe a kid, but in actuality you have your, you know, your YouTube channel, <laughs> all the things that come along with that. You still plan with me for the podcast. You have a book club. <laughs> you still have a job. You know, you do have a lot of things <laughs> going on. So the fact that you're able to set aside some time to, you know, decompress and relax and watch Netflix, I think is important. So yeah. Yeah. And truthfully, it's like when Chris works a night shift and I'm just like here by myself and I'm like, okay, what am I going to watch for three hours? Like that's when it really happens or like listen to or whatever. But you know, one thing that I was thinking about, um, cause I, so I have been trying to just listen to podcasts in general, obviously because we have one too, you know, that's another motivating factor, but just kind of like, you know, I mean, I think as I've been describing, 
via things I've been watching and reading. Like, I just like to, you know, hear about like what other people are going through or like how they live their lives, um, just out of curiosity. Cause I don't know. I like to be open-minded and just kind of like you find take in this information. More curious but now I as you like- get older, because I feel like I was not curious. I was younger yeah. about other people's mm-hmm. lives. I was too self-absorbed. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't mean that in like a negative way, but you're focused on growing your own life, right? And so now that I'm older, I'm like, man, I really want to know how that person got through this or what they've been through in their life. I wonder why that happens as you get older. I don't know. Yeah, I, I so I would agree. I would say I was like sort of curious, maybe starting around college time or something like that. But I don't think like the avenues to get this information were as much as they are today, right? Like it was probably harder. Like I would probably sit around and wonder about like, how did Bill Gates start his company? But like there was no right. method for me to like find that out, right? Whereas now he's probably talking on podcasts. I think he has a show on like a, I don't know, something on Netflix. It's like, like a hour and a half long, something or other. It's a, I think it's called like Bill what's in Bill's brain or something like that. So like eventually I'll probably get around to watching that too, but you know, we didn't have Netflix back when I was wondering these things. So I think I pushed it aside as like, I'm never going to find out whatever, you know? And I think nowadays a lot of people are sharing more stories. And I think the more stories we hear, that's what drives our curiosity because now we're like hearing about it versus like, there's this unattainable person who's just kind of out there. I'm never going to meet them. I'm never going to know, but um, people are able to share it more now. So I think, you know, that That's has true. made even me more, more curious. Media, um, right? Like but yeah. not just Netflix, like social media, I scroll and I see somebody yeah. that I've seen in a movie and I'm like, huh. And then I go on a deep dive and I have to pull myself out. Like, why do I feel so curious about this person's life? Mm-hmm. And I have to be like, okay, I need to just put this down. <laughs> this is too much. yeah yeah and but I do like I will say though like related to that I never used to be interested in history I actually used to hate it I try to avoid taking history like at all costs because I just can't remember Mm -hmm. dates and names Mm -hmm. of people that I've never met before like I just can't remember I am not a memorization person you know so like even like test taking was a struggle for me because I can't just read it and like remember it for five days you know what I mean um it's more of like a I don't know. I don't know how to call it. It's like a logical thing, right? Like that's the thing where I'm just kind of like, okay, this makes more sense. And I can, not that you're making it up, but you can like reason it out. Right. Versus just saying like this happened on this day at this time. Like I can't remember that kind of stuff, but now I I do get um, of an intriguing story that catches your attention and really gets you interested in what's going on. Yeah. And, but now I do notice that I am a little bit more interested in history, not still not the dates and the who's mm-hmm. and whatever, but the, what happened part is. Cause those history books back when we were going yeah. to like elementary school and stuff, they weren't trying to like, like entertain no, no, you, no. you know, or, or intrigue you in, in terms of right, what, exactly. what happened. It's yes. just like, let's lay out yes. the facts. And right. This is what happened. Yeah. 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 And that, that to me got a little, it was a little too dry. There were people who loved it. Like my brother loved history and history books and knowing all that information. So it it gets some people, not me. Yeah. And I, and I think too, like maybe the people who are interested in it, like, cause I, I was never good at this, but like my imagination when I'm reading stuff sucks. Maybe those people who are interested in it could actually build that story in their brain, you know, in their mind, like visualize it. And that made it more interesting. Yeah, no, I, I was just reading right, it because as my brother it was, is an right? artist. Was like, oh. He's, he's, uh, you know, in marketing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but before, you know, when we were younger, he was a, a 
great artist. He would draw all the time, like amazing drawings of just scenes and different things happening. And, you know, so he's more of a creative mind, right? So maybe he can build that story in his mind and kind of see it happening. Whereas we're just reading the words and we're like, oh my gosh, how did you say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So in being interested in more of history stuff, you've just been looking into those kinds of books and, and yeah, books and shows on Netflix. Um, I have been listening to other podcasts similar, I would say of similar genres to us, perhaps, where it's kind of a little bit more like chit chatty, like, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, I have also been listening to a little bit more like entrepreneurial type podcasts or like business type podcasts too. Um, and then like the news, which also <laughs> I was never interested in, but at the same time, I don't know. I just feel like I should be more generally aware of like, that's so funny, know, Shelley, because I've been doing the same thing. The like I've been listening to business casual, which is a mm -hmm. podcast um, through morning brew and they have a business casual um, newsletter too, that comes out on Sundays where it talks about a specific topic and it's kind of the business aspect of those topics. And um she did like the CEO, I think of Netflix is she interviewed on her podcast. So like more businessy entrepreneurial kinds of tops topics, but then like she recommended this um, podcast called what a day. And it's kind of, I think the intent of it is to be super non-biased, just news, like what's happening and what's the most relevant information you need to know for today. Cause so far the episodes have only been like 20 minutes and that's like right in my wheelhouse. I just need to know what's going on. I don't want you to like influence me or, you know, tell me what it is I should be thinking. I just want to know ex like the facts. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The ones that I've been listening to, it's kind of, it's like topic driven. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like a Ted talk kind of situation. Like that's some of the stuff that I've been listening to. Um, Nope, not specifically me. TED Talks, but right. in that kind of produced in that way. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I've been liking it. It's a it's another way for me to like get information. Yeah. Um, I've been thinking about general. that. Like I can't I mean, retain yeah. a lot of information. Um, you know, I find myself hoarding information because I know I think I'll want to go back and look at it, but I never do. So I think my new approach is going to be, you know, if I want to learn more, and I can't take notes and, and reread it and reread it until it sticks in my mind because I have a bad memory, then just take in a lot of information from good sources that you know are reputable and things yeah. will repeat and, and be, you know, like there will be parallels and yeah. things like that. And that way you can start to gain a better understanding of the world in general. Right, right. Like there's going to be like a repeat topics, like just like you're saying, right? Like it's not like they're talking about it and it's like one and done and it's never going to happen again. Even like some webinars thing, right? that I get yeah. emails for, yeah, you can tell sense. that everybody's talking about similar things. So you can kind of pick and choose, okay, did I get enough out of this one? Mm -hmm. Or do I want to go to another one that's talking about the same general topic, but might have different insights or perspectives, that kind of thing? Or do I need to spend more time doing other things? That's where it's kind of like, okay, this is how I'm going to build right. my, my knowledge, you know, bank of it's not going to be from hoarding notes right, and going, right. cause I'm never going to go back to them, you know, I, but I need to either go back to them or spend my time more wisely. Right. Yeah. And it's so funny when you were talking about like hoarding notes and going back to stuff, like I never go back to my notes either. Like, I feel like writing it down in certain situations, writing stuff down helps me like remember sure. it for a, a certain period of time. Like I'm not going to say forever. Um, but you know, it was funny because I was talking with um, some other friends about like 
books and stuff like that. And at this point, like, I'm not saying I've given up on buying like paper copies of books, but I never, I don't read things twice, you know, like I just, so I just get like the ebook because pe- some people like to like hold it, right? They like to feel it. And I agree. There's a, there's a certain mm-hmm. feel that comes with like flipping through a magazine or whatever versus just like swiping mm-hmm. on your iPad or something like that. Right. But I'm like, I don't want like a hundred books that I'm never going to read a second time around. Right. So if I could just have it on my Kindle, it's just not only that, not taking an extra account space, so. and somebody no. gifted yeah. it to me a long time ago. And it's like these, you, you gain credits and yeah, it's great. Yeah, every month return mm-hmm. books for yeah. to get your credit so, back if you if yes. it's not something you want to keep long term, but you also build more credits as the months go on. And so, I'm able to like download books, listen to it. It's they're audiobooks, but um, listen to it. I, I do agree with you. There is that that feeling of having a physical book in your hand, but I don't have time to sit down and just read a book for pleasure. You know what I mean? Like I, I listen to most of my audiobooks and yeah, podcasts mm-hmm. while I'm cleaning, while I'm cooking, while I'm, you know, doing things around the house where I don't need to be, you know, I, it's kind of like things that I can do without thinking about it. Like I can fold those without having to pay attention to what I'm folding. Yeah, really. Mm-hmm. I can listen to something. Right. Right. Yeah, I agree. And so, I mean, the audiobook that I mentioned, Lila Girls, that I'm listening to right now, that's the first audiobook I'm actually like fully listening to, like from start to end. And I don't have my own Audible account. I'm just using Chris's because he has like accumulated these extra credits. And I was like, for me, I didn't know if it was going to be worth the money only because like if I'm listening to something and like driving, I don't pay attention to what I'm listening to. Um, you know, it's like, it's like that kind of thing. So at first when I was considering getting an account, I was like, this is going to be a waste of money. <laughs> but yeah, but well, now I just use his credit. So I think I'm good. Hopefully Audible <laughs> doesn't find out about that. <laughs> no, just kidding. But I mean, we've been talking a lot about learning and growing and building our knowledge base. And, you know, mm-hmm. as, as our listeners have probably realized, we've been more and more intrigued about the entrepreneurial mindset for some time now. We've been interviewing people who've started their own businesses or, or different stages in, the, in building those businesses. And, you know, we thought, you know, maybe that would be a good kind of area to kind of focus on moving forward. Um, not that we can't have these fun chats every once in a while and talk about random topics when we feel like it, but it would be interesting to kind of focus our efforts around entrepreneurial topics. And we wanted to know what you guys think about that. You know, what do you guys want to hear about and hear us chat about and, you know, let us know. Yeah. And, you know, it, it can also be like, I mean, so Tempsey and I are planning out like future episodes. What do we want to talk about there? So if there are just like general topics that you're wondering about that you, you know, want to hear more about, like our thoughts on it, or just kind of like starting that conversation, I mean, feel free to let us know that on any of our social media channels or sending us an email. Um, we actually just switched our podcast to a service called Anchor which I believe is pretty popular. I mean, a lot of podcasts out there that I listen to use Anchor to record and like, you know, as our hosting site, but I think you can leave us voicemails. So by the time we're (laughs) recording this, we haven't figured out how that works yet, but we will let you know once, once we know how to um, let you guys like call in and leave us a message and because that's pretty cool. But um, yeah, feel free to let us know, you know, if there's any like personal lifestyle kind of stuff you want us to talk about, or even entrepreneurial topics, maybe anything like career related that we maybe, you know, I don't know, I think part of me just 
like I, like we've been saying for the past like 20 minutes, like we just like hearing stories and like getting information from other people. And it helps us to kind of like, you know, be a little bit more open-minded or curious or whatever, like learn. We want to learn from you too. So So if you have a topic or or something Mm -hmm. that you want us to talk about, give us your perspective so that we can talk about that too. And we'll highlight you on the episode and, you know, just have our own dialogue about it and then we can hopefully get other people's perspective when we post about it and, and things like that. Well, that's it for us. Thanks okay. for listening to this episode of the outright effect. You can find us at theoutrighteffect.com. Follow us on our social media accounts on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube all at the outright effect. You can also reach us by emailing us at the at gmail.com. See you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.